0: Is uh, J is for Jesus. I'm taking this off as I'm presenting. Um, so, uh, thank you for being here because I've been looking forward to doing this uh, for about a year. Um, yeah, so poor guy, missed it. Um, in like you do. Um, so, I've got this question to start us off. Um, Hopefully you can read my tiny writing, we've got a lot of ground So if Jesus has dealt with my sin in the past, right, that's done, right, that's done, okay, um, and I will be perfect later in heaven, what do I do with now? So I want to think in three different ways right now. Um, let's focus on the past entirely first. So what if we look all to the past? What's in the past? Personless. Okay, our sin is in the past, like us, our sinfulness is in the past. What else is in the past, based off of what we've said? Okay, so Christ's death is also in the past for that sinfulness, yeah? So if we look just to the past, we've got our own sinfulness, yes, but also Christ's death for that. So, was that equal now? What I mean, it's paid for. And I'm saying, if we look to the past, how does it affect my life now? Okay, so if that's true, do I need to be sinless now? No. So logical conclusion, how can I live now? Any way you want to, to, if you just look to the past, right? Does that make sense? Does anyone have any, like, I'm just going to put an equal sign there. Um, does anybody have any pushback on that? Do you think this makes sense? It does not make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Why do you say that? Well, there's not only just the past, there's also now. hmm And we still have to deal with the law. Yeah, what do we do with that? Good question, good pushback. So, are you saying, biblically, that can't be the way this works? So then, we can't just look at the past. Then, how about, let's look at the future instead. Let's look at um, this part. Um, So, future. So, um, there's the promise of heaven, right, for those who um, follow God's law. Right? Follow God. So um, we're looking at the future. What's in the future? You will be perfect. So perfection is in the future, right? Is that guaranteed? Perfection. According to that statement, yes, because it says I will be. Okay. I might be. More so. Possibly. If it's guaranteed, could I submit that maybe, if it's guaranteed perfection in the future, this still applies? If you want to take it that way, logically, yes. Okay. So that's one way of taking perfection guaranteed. Is there another way? Yes. But I don't know what it is right now. Okay. (laughs) I know what it is. What if perfection isn't guaranteed? Then you could not live any way you want. Okay. How can I live then if it's not guaranteed? In the way God desires. Okay. In one way. So, could we say under the law? Yes. Okay, so law would be the way that we live. Um, how does that feel though? Still kind of changing it if, because you had to specify that perfection wasn't guaranteed to say you have to live under the law. Yeah. So. Okay, let's say it's not guaranteed. We have to follow all of God's rules. Um, what does that do to my emotional life? What does that do to my assurance before God? Like, my, I feel good about my salvation. <laughs> Probably not all that great, right? Um, so, if perfection guaranteed... So, all right, sorry, let me back up. So, if looking to the past only means that I can live any way that I want. If even looking to the future and perfection guaranteed could live mean I live any way that I want. Perfection not guaranteed means I will probably end up living under the law which would make me very legalistic very all all the rules and anxious. Right? All right. One more, so we've always got past, future, what's in the middle? Present. What if you look to the present? (laughs) And I'm just going to answer this question for you. Uh, If we look to the present in the Christian life, um, most of the time we're confused. (laughs) Right? Because we've got all this future past stuff, and we're like, I don't really know how it all works, you know, because... Jesus says, I paid for all of your sin, but then there's all this stuff about, hey, make sure that you follow my rules. Okay, what's my motive? What, what, how does this work? Okay. So, are you sufficiently invested in the perplexing nature of things? Yeah? Okay, because we haven't provided any answers yet. It's, it's not, we're not there yet. Um, let's forget about... This question, all of this for a second. Um, let's think about how just life works in general. Um, typically, how we view the world, um, how we live, is something like this, right? Success is at the top. And you've got to fight for it. This is at an angle, because um, if, you, if you're on a slide that's really slippery, um, you gotta have to keep moving. Otherwise, you slide back down. Um, So success is at the top, failure is at the bottom. What do you you want to be in life? at the top? (laughs) I've never heard anyone when when asked the question at at graduation parties, what do you want to be? No one has ever said yet, I want to be a failure. (laughs) No (laughs) one has ever said that. Okay, so if success is what we're aiming for, failure is what we're avoiding, let's fill out how we... Define success and how we define failure a little bit. So, what about success? It's just what what makes you successful? Rising to the top of whatever um, job you put into. Or, okay. Uh, yeah, so, good position, <laughs> and we're talking about jobs there. Well, whatever whatever you're doing. Yeah. Whether it be a job or working at mm-hmm. home or whatever it be, rise into the top of that and succeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's just throw these out there. I mean, this isn't this is this isn't. Su- is this success from a worldly perspective or from a godly perspective? We're going to talk about that. Right now, this is the most general we can be. Is success in general? Yep. I was going to say wealth often comes with success, yep. although it's not always the case. But. Yep. Wealth should be up there. What else? I would say a legitimate sense of happiness. Happiness, yes. (laughs) Should be happy. Come on. Should be quite a bit here, I think. The best. The best? At everything. Oh, like you're the best? Yeah. Okay, so can we just put goat? Yeah. Because y'all, greatest of all time. If you're the greatest of all time, you're like next to the word success itself. Okay. What else? And we're not, talk- we're not talking about baby goats. You know what that acronym stands for? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for some people it may be popularity. Popularity would be up there. Yep. What else? Satisfaction maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Comfort. Comfort. Y'all are in school? Mm-hmm. Most of you are probably think about college, or trade school, or military, something like that. Should education, good education be up here? Yeah. Okay can be, yeah, for some people. We're not saying good ed, Um, not saying everybody, but typically people use good education where you went to school as a measure of success, right? Yeah. Anything else? For some people having a family. Family, yes. And it's probably a quality of family too, right? (laughs) Most people aren't like, I've got a family, but I don't know where any of them are. (laughs) <laughs> like, as a dad, most of the time they don't brag about, yeah, got a family, haven't talked to him for 20 years, you know. They probably don't view that up here. It's probably down, more, more likely that they're thinking of themselves down here, if that's the case. Um, anything else we want to throw up there before we move to failure, the really happy part? Um, health. Health, yes. Yeah. Um, have you met those people that are just health nuts? You know, Um, some health nuts are not fun to be around. (laughs) Typically, because we're somewhere down here when it comes to health, I know I am. Um, Health would be one, right? Anything else? Maybe faith. Faith, yeah, absolutely. We tend to put faith up there. I believe in something, right? Yeah, anything else? How about failure? Oh, I'm just waiting for that joke, huh? Man, it's a good thing he can take it. Um, failure. Death. Death. <laughs> you were so bad at life, you die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Homelessness would be up there, yep. Family. Or down there, I should say. Homeless. Homeless. Uh, broken family, to like, of the family like, thing that you said up top, yeah, 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 yeah. So would you put uh, depression down here if happiness is up there? I think you could. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's a failure. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Okay. It depends on what you, like, who the person is and what you deal with. And that, that is, if we're putting depression <clears throat> as failure, you could put, lot of other stuff that yeah. ties into that bone well, In failure. Yeah, yeah political depression happen. that you can't control that doesn't necessarily. You guys are being. Are really failure. You guys are being a lot more fair than I think the way that the the world views us. this. But I I'm agreeing with you. Well, see, it, it's funny when we get to this where we're like I don't. I don't. Know think, I don't think I don't the world this. is necessarily what like I think the world would put it right where about we're putting it. Okay. Because I mean, not to put everyone on like like a blanket statement, a lot of people stop, like, most people stop from depression at some point in the life. Yeah, and where you place this on the scale will change the way that you view depression, especially if it comes into your own life. Because if you do have it down here and you get depressed, I mean, that's just uh, insult to injury, right? You know, like, now I'm depressed, and on top of that, being depressed makes me a failure. (laughs) Makes me even more depressed. So, depression. Oh, Death when you said that. Death. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay, what else? Poverty. Would be poverty. Well, we got homelessness. So maybe, yeah, poverty. Like, you're not homeless, but mostly homeless. maybe, yeah, mostly homeless. <laughs> P- poverty would be slightly further up than um, homelessness. Yeah. Uh, jobless, maybe. Jobless. Oh, boy. I've got, I'm, <clears throat> can't find a job. Yeah, I mean, that happens, right? Typically, what, I, what I've found when um, people live with their parents for a long time, um, if their parents are pointing out, or other people in their life are pointing out, like, you need to get a job, you need to move on. Um, if they view joblessness as down here, and then people are pointing it out to them, it doesn't help all that much, right? Um, so joblessness, what else? Jobs. Huh? Your job. Your job itself, it's not a good job. job. Yeah, you got a good desk job or something. So, um, whereas up here we had good position, we'll put bad position. Where you sit next to like the loudest typer in the whole business. Yes. I think that's just Jaden. Gee. You type loud. I do, he doesn't sit next to me all that often. Oh, Oh, so you're sympathizing with me. Yes, I'm not insulting you. Oh, okay, (laughs) all right. Before we move on, any other pieces to this? Uh, To some people, maybe social ostracization. Okay, so bad position, we'll put socially, uh, makes you, in some people's mind, failure. Um, You mentioned something earlier. Um, What kind of success are we talking about, right? What kind of success, what kind of failure? Basically, I think the idea here is... Um, you can have different scales. This one could be, we, we, we could just label it as, as general. Um, but let's talk about, what about Christianity? Because most of the time, the reason we're bringing this up is looking, we're looking at the present here. Most of us aim towards this and we set goals to make this happen, and that's how we we run our lives. That's how we manage them. So if Christianity is the scale, what do we do? And in a a second, I wanna show a really practical, um, it depends what your scale is, on how you view your life and emotional life, all that kind of stuff. So what about Christianity? What would you put up here, what would you put down here? I would say family would be up there. Family would still be up there. I don't think wealth would necessarily be up there. Okay, so we're At least not worldly wealth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Treasure in heaven, maybe. So. Popularity uh, definitely not up there. We'll, we'll put giving up here, then. Um, <coughs> giving, popularity is not up here, you're uh-huh. saying? Okay. Kindness? Kindness yeah. would be up here. You're a kind person. Whatever the attributes are that make you so fruit of the spirit. We'll just put hey. fruit. Huh? Hey. What? Ooh, what? Hey, there you are. Okay, with <laughs> the mask, hard to see sometimes. So faith would be up here. Um, if you're in here though, don't you have faith? That's true. So, I mean, there are plenty of people who call themselves Christians and don't and don't have faith. True. Yep. So they can see themselves on that, but yeah. still have no faith. So, could. A better connection with God, I could say. Okay, so. Relationship, um, maybe. I'll put. How about this? We'll put strong underneath faith, because that, I think, kind of implies your connection with God, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, so a strong faith. What else? Or do you want to move on to failure? I feel like you can put happy up there. Yeah! Uh, joy know, of the lord, lord. <laughs> right you don't want to be oh i you know love god but i'm just sad <laughs> <laughs> i love god but i'm sad yeah like, you want to be happy about <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah I, I love uh pastor ben i can't remember if his dad said this but there's the um you say you have the joy of the lord someone should tell your face right <laughs> like, be happy um okay do you want to move on to failure or more on here Let's move on to the exciting stuff. Failure. Sin. Sin. you just come everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Death. Death? Yeah. Well, an extension of that, going to hell. Oh, yeah, Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, I didn't know I was a failure, (laughs) but then I died (laughs) I went to hell. Um, Yeah, that would be bad. That would be, mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what else? Anything else? Do, you, do we want to name specific sins? Uh, like everything? Well, I mean, all sins bad. So. Yeah. Okay. Are we good here, then? Just, yeah. just the two? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, so. it's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I'll just give an example here. Um, my education... My education success, and this can apply to you yours too. But um, Braxton, yes. yes. Um, so, where would you put if you're in education? Just talk about me for a second, as I'm the case study. Where would you put success and failure? No, I'm saying specifically. <laughs> <things. laughs> you just you, you just put it on like a platter for me, okay? <laughs> There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Looks great. Yes. We're All to right. Go. We can do it now. <laughs> Everyone go home. Happy <laughs> Sunday. All right. Where, where would you put success? Where would you, what would you put as failure? Okay. So if if, um, if my scale isn't Christianity, but it's, it's my education, what would you put as success? What would you put as failure? Doctorate. Okay. So doctor would be... A success, I'm getting my doctorate, yes. I'm just putting doctor, because that would be my title. And it's easier to write than doctorate. But now I've talked about it so long, I probably should have just written doctorate. Um, Doctorate though, Yep, that would be up there. The work at NASA. NASA, oh my gosh, how cool would that be? Yeah, that would be success. Masters. A masters, it would be up there, yeah earlier version of success completing high school high school <laughs> completion <Yeah>. yes, <laughs> Okay. what else? the general enjoyment of your life outside of school okay so balance mm-hmm. having that if I don't have balance, I'm down here uh, it depends on what you view of your own life okay, yep because scale, right? your eyes, it's, it's not mm-hmm. ours yeah okay. I think you could put like good grades yes, grades, good grades be up there. Yeah. Okay. Some people would need popularity, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm popular at school. People know me. That's why I put faith. Faith. Okay. You, you, you have faith in the context of your education. Yeah. Maintaining that. That's important. What else? Anything else? You know, going to college for something you enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> for enjoyment, like... Not just going to college, yay, (laughs) I did it. Yeah, Yep. Okay, what would I put as failure down here? Besides just myself. Um, So if good grades are up here, probably bad grades down here, yeah. I'm just writing in red to forget about the whole adjectives. Uh, Failure to pass. Ooh, didn't pass. That's not good. Yeah, okay. Dropout. Yeah. yeah. Leading to so its couldn't that dropout just be a like a short term failure? Could be, yeah. But yeah. well, still a failure nonetheless. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let me give you a, a really practical in my experience, okay? So the chancellor at the college that I went to is a semi well known preacher. Okay. What I would have put the entire time that I was there, is if I could be friends with this guy, okay, I would have put that up at the top. What do you think I aimed for? Or hoped would happen then, if that's at the top? That thing to happen, right? Did it happen, what do you think? Didn't happen. Where, because of that, where do I place myself on the scale? Really? I, I would pay, Probably not that low. Uh, but <laughs> right probably lower. like right there, you know? Um, not that bad. Don't um, matter. So you see how. I, I bring this up because I want you to see how practically this affects. It's not just these things are up here, you put yourself somewhere on the scale because of your achievement of these things or not, yeah? So, when it comes to this middle one of what do I do in the present, well, if I'm going to be a success, I'm going to do this stuff, right? Okay. But, um, if I do this stuff, then I'm a failure. And that, how does, okay, if you put yourself, if I were to put myself down here, how would you feel about you? You would feel the same as if you were up here? What was Okay. If I'm in, if, if Christianity is my scale, and I don't have this, but I have this one, where do I put myself? But you have faith. Yeah, I have faith. I'm a real Christian. But I, I, I do this. Where do I put myself on the scale then? Technically, if you have nothing in the top and only one in the bottom. yourself in the bottom. I would put myself down here. What does that do to your emotional life? How do you feel about yourself? You feel horrible. You feel horrible about yourself. Okay? Um, And then what happens is not that we're not always in this scale. We're also in this scale too. Right? So we look at all this stuff. And if I'm a sinner and I see it, and maybe I'm depressed. I feel like I'm down here then. So all of the things that are on this side of the scale make me feel worse about myself. Right? Okay. So I want to propose there's a different way of of looking at all of this. Um, I don't think that any of this is the way that a Christian should live. Necessarily. Um, I think that there's something bigger going on, um, called union with Christ. And in union with Christ, you have the cross as the foundation, okay, which points back to my sin has been dealt with. So, if my sin has been dealt with, and this is a reality in my life, it puts my conscience, that nagging feeling of I'm not good enough, it puts that at ease. Because I'm not looking at what I'm doing anymore. I'm looking at what Christ did. So, in union with Christ, because I'm united to him, I am justified, I am counted right before God regardless of anything that I do. Does that make sense? Here's the second part, though. If this is justification, the foundation, the I'm right with God because of what Jesus did, that's the foundation of my life, then the next part is my life with Christ now, which is this. This is the J is for Jesus part going over a year just to say that. (laughs) That's right, which would be up here. Um, When you're united with Jesus, what happens is your life is so knit together with Jesus' life that you reenact Jesus' life in real time. And what that means most of the time is when I feel like I'm going down, I'm not going up. I'm going down. Let's say um, you try to do something nice for somebody else. You're trying to do it without taking any credit. you're, You're trying to do the nice things that you've aimed at over here. And instead of getting thanks back from this person, um, they accuse you of being unloving. They accuse you of being irresponsible. Would you feel (laughs) like you're up here or down here when that happens? Down there, right? What Jesus does, because he's united himself with us, is in those situations, he's inviting us into his life. So what Jesus did was um, he humiliated himself. He 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 loved with humility and entered like he was all the way at the top, guys. Like if there was a success, Jesus is it. He's seated at the right hand of God in heaven. Can you get more successful? You can't get more successful. What did he do then after that? We talk about it every Christmas. What, what did Jesus do? There's a part here. He became a baby. So you're going from God to baby. cannot wipe yourself. Is that humiliating yourself? So Jesus he starts going down because of love. He starts going down, he becomes a baby. And somewhere along the line, love enters into suffering. because he didn't just come as a baby and then become a king or something like that and become successful. He, what did he do? What happened to him? He's crucified. crucified. This is the worst death that you could have. His love leads him into suffering and then into the grave. So, when you feel like you're going down, especially when suffering just hits you, you know, like you're going about life, you're enjoying the spring weather, you're like, oh, this is nice, and I'll just, you know, your legs are taken out from under you. Suffering blindsides you like that. What's happening is you're entering into the life of Jesus. You're, you're experiencing his death. Paul talks about this in Philippians 3. He says, "I want to know Jesus and a fellowship of His suffering." So Paul views all of his suffering as not wanted. <laughs> I want to say that it's not like Paul's just looking around, like, "Okay, where's I want someone? I want to get hit by a bus." Like you know, it's not like he's looking for suffering actively, but he knows that when it comes, whether it's something that just hits him or it's because he's actually putting to death his sin. You should know, by the way, that when you're tempted by sin. That when you say no to your sin, it's going to hurt. In that moment, you will not feel happy. <laughs> Saying no to yourself is going to make you sad. Know that that is normal, that that is a part of going down. You're dying to yourself. You're killing yourself in that moment. You're killing your flesh. Okay? I shouldn't say you're killing yourself. That's kind of broad. No, it's not. Just,
1: we're not talking about that.
0: We're talking about spiritually, you're killing the bad evil parts of you and your evil parts of you are saying no that makes me sad okay so you should know when you say no you're sin you're entering into Jesus' death and especially when you love people and as you're loving them you don't get good things back you get suffering they don't understand your intentions they falsely accuse you they abuse your kindness They take advantage of you. Try this. Or I should ask this question. Is it easier to be kind to someone who knows that they don't deserve your kindness or is it easier to be kind to somebody who thinks they deserve your kindness? What's easier? Go ahead, first one. First one. Because they go, oh, thank you. I appreciate your kindness. The entitled person, they go, oh, yeah. Of course you would for me. So as you love people, as suffering hits you out of nowhere, as sin tempts you and you say no to your sin, you're going down into the grave with Jesus. Before we move on to the second part of this, I want to let you know that when you do this, there is a closeness to Jesus that you cannot experience any other way. It's like you're walking next to him. It's like you actually can hear the way that he speaks to you. It's like you can see his expression of care on his face. I never want any of you To think that that your time with God, being with him, is only going to be in your Bible and in prayer. Those are very important things. But Jesus doesn't want to limit himself in your life to those moments. If Jesus is going to be real to you, he's going to be jumping off the page and into your life. He's going to be expanding this closeness outside of your prayer life and into what you do day to day. So you get to enter into a fellowship of his suffering, a closeness of his suffering. You're carrying Jesus' cross with him. That's very intimate. Did death have the last word for Jesus? What happened? Resurrection. That's what happened. And because Jesus has knit his soul to yours, In your life, that's what happens with you. So in your suffering, as you feel like you're going down this scale, you can know that God has resurrection coming. We don't just go, yay, I die. Yay, I suffer. No. No. We, we look forward to the resurrection that he's going to bring about. Now, I want to let you know, on this side of the J, you have a lot more um, choosing to do on this side, right? Like, you're being tempted by sin. You're choosing not to sin. You're, um, you're suffering. It just hits you out of nowhere. You're choosing to trust Jesus. Um, when you're loving people and you get suffering back, and it hurts to love. You're choosing to keep... Loving, even when it hurts. This part, <laughs> you got no control over You do this part with Jesus. This part, the resurrection, you're just waiting for him. You're like, I have no idea when he's going to make it happen. And I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, I could be loving this person for years and never see anything. And maybe I'll never see him. Maybe God will bring about resurrection. Maybe he's going to bring that about with some other relationship because of what I'm doing here. I don't know. So if Jesus is joining you here, expectation happens over here. You're seeing God step into your life to bring you good in real time. So, uh, any questions with how this all... Works. Any observations? What what questions do you have? I also think <clears throat> worth noting that it's not just one J. I'm just labeling this right now so that we know the um, common categories. Um, Yeah, it's, it's not, it's most of the time going on to the J is not to the scale of what happened with Jesus. Um, like you, you could just be slighted, like someone could insult you and that's a, a tiny little J that you're going on. J, okay? there we go. Um, just any itty bitty, you know, because most of the time when you, when someone insults you, what's your reaction? Oh, do, the same to them. do the same to them. What's another reaction? Brush it off. Brush it off. Defend huh? Defend yourself. Defend yourself right? Or just feel bad about it. Yeah. Just get down on yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and those reactions, I mean, like maybe brushing it off is out of all of those, that sounds probably the best. Um, but most of the time, because we're living in, in some scale like this, being insulted puts me down here. Or Actually, what's happening is, is we're, getting, we're getting a chance to see their scale for a second, and, and we see that they view us down here. So then we, tr- we try to take their scale for a second oh, and go, oh yeah, well, you're down here too. Or um, we defend ourselves so that we're, we're like, oh, they see me down, down here, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to put myself up here, right? Um, or I do nothing. And, and I kind of receive it, and I go, I'm down here, I guess. But what this does, this yitty, tiny little J, is, is go, okay, maybe I, that's, I, I can receive that and not defend myself. I can trust God to bring about resurrection. I can trust God that he will defend me, not myself. Jesus didn't defend himself as he we went down this. That, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, because yeah, most of the time, the things that you live in, it's, it's very small experiences of Jesus' life reenacting his life. It's, it's very tiny. What other questions or observations do you guys have? so really practical what happens I'm going to give you a few steps of um, what to do when you feel like you're going you're going down because the way that we're wired we don't like going down we prefer to be up Um, so when you see that uh, you're either loving somebody and it's costing you something or you're being tempted and uh, you're going to be sad if you say no to this temptation or suffering just hits you out of nowhere, um, step one is recognize what's going on. Just acknowledge this is what's happening. I'm loving somebody and it's costing me something. Suffering is blindsiding me. This came out of nowhere. Um, or I'm being tempted and I needed to say no to the sin. Acknowledge what's happening. Okay? And then, with Jesus, in the garden, he prayed, he's talking to God, and he says, "Um, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. That's a very good prayer to to pray. I mean, we don't like suffering for suffering's sake. If God can take away the suffering, that would be great. Um, So we pray that, we're honest with God, we say, please take this, um, and then say, but if not, I'll take this cup. I'll, I'll, what's... What's approaching me right now as I enter into costly love where suffering hits me or I'm saying no to my sin, I'll take that cup and I'll drink it if you want me to. What's about to happen, I will go through if you want me to. Um, So recognize it and receive it. And then um, basically keep praying. (laughs) Um, Because one of the things that can happen is, especially if it's, if it's this one or this one, um, if it keeps happening, like this is just all the time for you, um, let's say that someone does not recognize your skill at something and they put you down. Um, this is just your relationship with this person. This happens all the time. Um, if you keep recognizing what's happening and you say to God, I'll, I'll drink this cup if you want me to, eventually um, it becomes it becomes like it's success for you it's it's actually it can it can turn to be a joy and glory for you so that last so recognize it receive it and then just keep praying because if it's persistent enough it could be glory if it's not persistent um, god's going to bring about resurrection somehow either way so Make sense? Okay. You can definitely talk to me afterwards if you have questions about how to go about living this way. Um, If you don't want to ask me any questions, you just prefer to read a book, read um, J-Curve by Paul Miller because that's just what this is. Um, I read it last year and then I was like, I have to share this. This is so good. And then I've waited a year um, to get to this point. So um, very good book has changed my life. And uh, highly recommend it. So um, let me pray, and then we'll close our time. Father, thank you that we have been united to Jesus through faith, and now we get to live with him. We, We don't ever have to be afraid of not going into your presence in heaven because Jesus has paid for all of my sin, not just past, not just present, but my whole life's worth of sin. Jesus, you saw it and you paid for it. So we thank you that you can put our consciences at ease. You can provide peace to our hearts because you've paid for our sin. And we thank you that you didn't just pay for our sin and then say, okay, we'll see you when you get to heaven. But you have entered so deeply and intimately into our lives that you live Life with us now, and you call us, you invite us into living your life, the story of your gospel, of humbling ourselves, obeying the will of the Father, entering into love and suffering and death in small ways. And we pray that you would help us to recognize what's happening when it's happening, loving it costing us, or suffering, or when we're tempted. We ask that you'd help us to recognize when that's happening and we ask that you would help us to receive what you're giving to us as a gift so that we would be closer to you. And we ask that you would help us to trust you to bring about resurrection in our lives. I pray for each of us that this would be the way that we live, not to aim for success only at the top of these scales that end up making us boast about ourselves, but that our only boast would be the cross of Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to us and us to the world. We ask that you do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine with this time today. Work in our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.